Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Hello. Welcome to another episode here at Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. What's going on? How are you? I hope that you had yourself an amazing week filled with pleasant experiences. (laughs) I am happy to be here with you. I am in my, I have like a Reiki room. So I'm in the dark. And the coolest thing is that I have this stargazer. I might have already told you about this thing, but I'm going to tell you again because it's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I got mine on Amazon. This thing is awesome. It changes colors. It has all kinds of different patterns and it goes like a wide range in your room. My whole room right now is lit up like a dance party right now. (laughs) And yeah, so I would highly recommend investing in one of these things. Because you know what, too, when you're laying in your room, and you're watching these patterns on the walls, like in, in the ceiling, it's almost like hypnotizing. And Sometimes that helps with some creative flows going on, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's pretty freaking awesome. Anyways, I want to acknowledge and welcome the new listeners. If you're still here and you didn't click off, good for you. (laughs) You might soon, but we'll find out. (laughs) We actually have quite a few females tuning in more recently, which I think is kind of cool. Because I think that it's important as females that we become educated and more aware of these topics that men really do suffer in silence about, and that really struggle on a daily basis with there's a lot of pressure on men. And there's a lot of toxicity out there, whether you're a male or a female, it doesn't matter. Regardless, I have just had my experiences with the male community and I was, I was drawn to, to be here to kind of motivate and inspire, I suppose. So everybody is, is welcome here. I decided to talk about this topic tonight because I think we can all admit that We've all deceived ourselves at some point in in our life with certain things. Sometimes the truth is very hard to face. And this is something I've struggled with for a long time. And I knew that I was lying to myself, but I just didn't have it in me to face the truth. And that's the hardest part about the whole situation. That's why people choose 
to stay in denial and to stay living a lie because they cannot face the truth because it hurts. So before we get into it, I would like to do our quick check-in. If you would like to join in, just close your eyes. Place your hand on your heart. Notice your environment. And turn that inward into your internal vessel. Do that body scan. What are you feeling? What are you noticing? And as you do this, just keep your breaths slow and deep. And when you're exhaling, just exhale any negativity that you're holding on to in your thoughts or your mind or even in your body. See those words or those thoughts leaving your lips as you exhale through your mouth. Awesome. This prevalent problem that many of us face on a daily basis. Good old self-deception. So we're going to talk about what this is. We're going to talk about some of the benefits and the drawbacks of self-deception because there are some benefits, actually. We're going to also cover some of the common self-deception-inducing situations. And then finally, we will talk about the solution to help us cope with this issue. So what is self-deception? Most of us already know this, if not all of us, but I will define it for you. Self-deception is the act of lying to yourself or it's making yourself believe something that isn't really true, (laughs) but having the evidence that it is. Now, self-deception can be thought of as a way for people to maybe deal with unpleasant situations or maybe unpleasant feelings. You know, when we have false ideas about ourselves, we fall to this method of thinking to can maybe justify them. So this way of thinking helps us to avoid facing reality when it's unpleasant. We might use this type of a coping strategy in many different ways. For example, if we had a job loss, if we are experiencing a broken relationship, we know the relationship's doomed, but we don't want to face it. Money problems, these are all huge. Addictions, a lot of people using or having problems with substances or alcohol or pills. It's very hard to face this. And just other things in life can happen to where we lie to ourselves. We're here on this earth and we're experiencing so many different things, so many different 
situations and circumstances that self-deception can really vary from person to person and it can be extremely different for everybody. But one of the main things that you'll see with someone who is dealing with self-deception, it's either someone who's extremely stressed out or it's someone who has a major setback in their life and they feel like a failure. That's the one thing that was for me. Like I didn't want to look like a failure in my situation. And I was in such denial about that till I finally said to myself, just face it and it's okay. You're safe to say this did not work. As painful as it was, and it is for all of us to admit. And that was really a lot of when my healing began. There is actually a majority of people, me included, because I, I do believe this. A little bit of self-deception helps. <laughs> it helps when you don't completely lose control over your thinking. Because this can help you feel more confident. And it can help you be more assertive. But if you go too far... You know, this is when it can cause a lot of mental health problems. And when we get that far deep into it, it can be really hard to recover from certain things in life. So generally speaking, I would say that self-deception is really quite toxic for your mental health. And like I said, sometimes, sometimes... Self-deception can lead to some positive effects. Like, for example, you're overestimating yourself in a certain job or a certain uh, area in your life. This can bring more confidence to you. This can help improve your skills. It can help keep you, you know, going when you feel like you can't anymore. So even if it takes maybe a few years, whatever you're doing, chances are is that if you believe, whether you suck or not, <laughs> but if you believe that you can do it, chances are that you're going to be able to reach that goal. Similarly, a, a controlled level of self-deception this can de-stress us, right, at times. And it can make us feel more optimistic towards maybe life. And it can also help us block out some negative energy, possibly, that's making us lose focus. So it, it does have some positives, but you have to be very careful with it. Most of the time, the thing about self-deception, it's only going to act as a nursery for maybe your failures, for maybe wasted opportunities, for maybe depression. 
and just a general pessimistic outlook on life. And it's because self-deception is so good at this, with the illusions it creates in our minds to make us believe something. So it will often lead to us creating these, this little world of fantasies clouded by these unrealistic expectations. And then when these expectations and maybe wishes don't end up coming to fruition, you feel unhappy, miserable, demotivated, worthless, depressed. And in doing so, this can take a toll on our family, our relationships, because we might start holding those around us accountable for our lacking. It's easy for us to want to blame other people, you know, and it's like that saying almost, I feel like we throw stones with one hand while we're hiding the other. When we know deep down that it's not anybody else's problem but our own, it always falls back on us. Because of the most common associated problems from self-deception are once again low self-esteem and failure. And these are things that we have to deal with. This is not from coming from another person. This is our own stuff. So how do we recognize self-deception? I'm going to share with you some of the more common self-deception situations. I think a common one is money. I think a lot of people hide behind money and material possessions to maybe look a certain way because if, if they don't have those things, they feel like a failure. And that's just something that a lot of people will just put themselves into so much debt, buying and creating this monster hole just to look a certain way because of a self-esteem issue. So that's, that's just one thing that's a very common theme when it comes to self-deception. There's also relationships. You know, there is kind of a self-deception here when people are maybe looking for happiness in other people. And what this is doing is keeping us from taking responsibility for our own feelings and emotions. And then when our partner doesn't live up to these high expectations, then we're going to get down, we're going to get depressed. So this is another way we deceive ourselves. We know we have work to do on ourselves, but yet we're looking for another person to make us happy. The next one is work. Now work can bring a lot of joy and personal satisfaction. 
to all the workaholics out there. (laughs) That's a topic I'll be talking about soon. But an excessive amount of obsession where you start maybe defining yourself in terms of your work, in terms of how much work you put out, this can be detrimental. And I know because I recently hit a wall, which I'll talk about in another episode, but this is linked to self-deception where we're overestimating our abilities and we really fail to deal with the setbacks, maybe in a healthy manner. It's important to sit down, recognize the problem and strategize a solution. And the last factor is something that we've discussed in the past, which is body image, that pressure of having to look a certain way, or rather the idea that in order to be happy, you need to look a certain way, or maybe to have a particular body type. This is also a trap of self-deception. This is always going to lead us into unhappiness and unhappiness only. I'm going to briefly mention some of the more common symptoms associated with self-deception. So you can do your own quick check-in and figure out if maybe you're one of these people who, who suffer from this from time to time. Number one is imposter syndrome. Number two is having impulsive reactions. And number three is always convincing yourself that people around you don't matter. Four is maybe displaying a lack of concern to others, even your friends and family. Five, justifying that bullying is okay. Six, maybe feeling like everyone around you is wrong. Seven would be convincing yourself that you don't have emotions or that you don't feel a certain way about someone. Eight, there's blaming your weaknesses or failures on other people. Nine is hesitating from taking accountability. And 10 would be lacking self-awareness. But we here at Late Night Talks do our best to become (laughs) self-aware. All right, let's keep moving along. We're going to now look at the solutions. How can we really get real with ourselves? Okay. The real question that we must address is how exactly can we stop this issue? So prior I talked about the fact that almost every single person at some point in their life is going to fall prey or has fallen prey to self-deception. But obviously, this doesn't imply that you're completely powerless. You can slowly work your way up. You know, 
and get control over your thoughts and feelings. It's about mindset. And if you have persistence and determination, you'll be able to overcome life's problems. Step one in the process is first and foremost, acknowledging that you're lying to yourself. Because without acknowledging your feelings or addressing whatever it is that's happening inside your your mind, you're never really going to get full control. So obviously, essentially, you need to first work on understanding that this is completely normal and that we're going to have to, you know, this, this happens from time to time. And by doing this, this is going to provide the balance that you need to ensure that your mental health isn't going to be negatively affected. Eight things that you can do right now is first and foremost, slow down, pause everything and think. And I want you to ask yourself questions like this. Are you lacking satisfaction in your life or do you feel directionless? Are you seeking happiness in external places, people, material items? What are your fears? And what's really holding you back from becoming the best version of yourself? And this is a great process to carry out at least twice a week and and just have a reflection on these and write them down write down your emotions and your thoughts in a journal you've heard me talk about this in so many different episodes how helpful this can be but are you really doing it because this really does help it's helped me tremendously and this doing this can really help you keep track of whatever it is really that's going on and you'll be able to see the change over time taking place and this is actually a really great mechanism coping mechanism for those who suffer from anxiety as well the second one is a need to really identify and really evaluate your purpose of living This is a big question people have. You know, what meaning does your life serve? Is it to just collect a bunch of Instagram likes? Or is it owning a fancy car? Or does it extend to something greater than that? It's just very important to set goals for yourself that lead you towards achieving your life dream. The third one is really to be very careful and cautious of your self-talk, right? You want to feed yourself positive energy because when you do this, it really impacts several aspects of your life. Become your coach, be your own coach, nurture your thoughts. Number four would be getting connected with your passions. 
you know, find something that you find joy and passion in. Something that brings you happiness. This keeps your mind engaged, blocking out any kind of negativity. Number five would be honor your strengths. Maybe explore these uh, talents that you may have pushed away. Find different ways to maybe express yourself through, through these strengths. Six is stand up. You know, the first step in learning to be assertive is to identify your perceptions and your opinions and then expressing yourself directly and maybe respectfully. This is a big step in being true to yourself. Seven would be, you know, look at your schedule and make it more simple. Simplify it. Take some time out. It's very important to take time out to do the things that you love. And if you feel like you can't, then there's some examining that needs to to take place in your life. Because everybody, regardless of your situation, should have a little bit of time to do something that they love on their own. Eight would be, this is the last one, this is last but not least. Don't hesitate to seek the help that you need, especially when things are getting overwhelmed. If you've lost control and you feel that you are dealing with something a little more deeper, get the help that you need. It's a slow process. It really is a slow process, that's for sure. And it took me a while. So once you do it, though, and it takes that a great deal of courage to truly become the person that you are, to find that authentic version of yourself. But in the end, this rediscovery will prove to be worth all of the struggle and effort. Well, this is all I have for you tonight. I don't know if I've put you to sleep or not, but I'm halfway there myself. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I actually still have some energy, surprisingly. But anyway, I hope that you enjoyed listening tonight and that I hope that it really kind of improved your understanding on the matter. You know, my message to all of you is that if you are suffering from from this and you feel like you're constantly fighting a battle, stay strong, keep going, keep fighting that negative energy. Give yourself a few breaks here and there and understand that your weaknesses are only human, right? We all have weaknesses and this really is is the beauty of life, so embrace it. Feel free to let us know what part of the podcast you found the most intriguing or maybe how these solutions will impact your day-to-day 
life. I also quickly want to mention there's been a few people that are having problems leaving reviews. I don't know why they make it so difficult for people to leave reviews. I'll probably mention this again in the beginning of the next podcast because I don't know if too many people stuck around, but if you would like to leave a review and rate this podcast, because it really does help me get feedback on what's going on out there in the world (laughs) to those listening. If you want to go over to podchaser.com and all you have to do is go there, look up my podcast, and then you can rate it and review it there. It's so much easier. And I would be super grateful if you could do that, or if you would do that, whatever you choose to do is fine. But I do appreciate all of you regardless. I look forward to coming back here next week. I hope that you guys have a wonderful one. Take care. And I am sending out tons of love and light. Get yourself a stargazer, my friends. (laughs) Good night.